Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey, hey, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to Episode 7 of your Habit Thrive Podcast. This episode, Will Yoga and Meditation Really Change My Life? is the second of four meditation episodes in this month of August. And when you remember back or have a chance to listen to last week's episode, episode number six, I posed the question, meditation, why bother? Can it actually make me feel better, feel happier, feel more content, at peace? Will it help me feel less pain, sleep better? Will it make me feel less bothered? Which incidentally is chapter 14 of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, And it is one of my personal goals or mantras moving into my next chapter. And this is actually one of the reasons why I meditate, why I practice meditation, to practice being bothered, to practice being a little bit uncomfortable so that in this practice, and usually as we've been talking about it, it is around 20 minutes, So in this practice over the course of 20 minutes, on different days, depending on how and what my meditation is that day, some days I feel more uncomfortable, I feel a little fidgety, my mind is very busy. And so I know actually on that day, in that particular meditation, I am strengthening my ability to sit through the bother, to sit through feeling uncomfortable, to breathe through it, and then ultimately to take this off the mat and into the rest of my day. So this episode is going to talk about that a little bit more. And the title of this episode today came to me as I was peering up at my bookshelf. When you start to think about something, all of a sudden a book, a magazine, a song, something will come up and it will just come into your awareness. You've heard me say that before. So this book, Will Yoga and Meditation Really Change My Life? Personal Stories from 25 of North America's Leading Teachers. That's the book that jumped off the bookshelf at me. (laughs) It was published in 2003, so about 20 years ago. So it was published the year after I started my yoga certification with the Esther Myers Yoga Studio in Toronto, Ontario. And my teacher, Esther Myers, was one of these 25 leading teachers in North America sharing her personal story. And this was a big deal. There were probably at that time thousands of yoga and meditation teachers in North America And here's my teacher from Ontario, Canada, being highlighted in this book, and I would say for good reason. Esther has since passed, and I feel so blessed to have had that time with her to benefit from her knowledge, her expertise, and her love of yoga and pranayama. So pranayama to her was a type of meditation where the focus of attention is on the breath. 
pranayama translated from Sanskrit, prana meaning life energy or life force, and yama meaning control. So as you practice pranayama, you are regulating your breath, you are manipulating your breath in a sense where you can make it longer, make it shorter, change where you're feeling the breath in the body. I like to say in pranayama that we are exploring the breath. I really like that, that concept of exploring. The cool thing about the breath as a technique or a tool of our awareness, and I'm gonna say during meditation, a tool and a technique of our awareness and of our wellness, I should say, is that it is always with us. Sometimes we do have to hunt for the breath a little bit, but it is always with us. We don't have to tell our bodies to inhale or exhale. Our bodies just figure it out. And we just go along through the day, we go along for the ride. But what is so awesome is that we can tell the body when to inhale, when to exhale as well. So it happens automatically, but we can also have a little bit of control. Telling our body when to inhale, when to exhale, how long to inhale and exhale, perhaps to just inhale through one nostril and exhale through the other or do the reverse okay to breathe in through the mouth or the nose we can change where we are sending the breath in the body and we can even change the rhythm and the tempo all of which has an effect on our nervous system our moods our energy our sleep and everything really Esther introduced me to the power of the breath and she was one of the first teachers who had me contemplate the idea that we don't do meditation and yoga and pranayama to get better at sitting cross-legged on the floor or standing on our heads and she loved to do headstands. <laughs> but we practice ultimately to get better at life. For me though, I have to say that I did get better at breathing. I was a card-carrying breath holder, shoulders up at the ears, contracted muscles around my diaphragm, just ready to pivot in one direction or the other. And then I learned to breathe. I exhaled and I haven't stopped. I'd have to say that we're actually not taught to breathe. And I've had this discussion with various um, students over the years and classes when we talk about breathing and, and people would say, well, I know how to breathe. It is really interesting because as we're born, we are natural um, belly breathers. And then through life, through sitting in school, through sitting at our desks, through the clothes we wear, the activities we do, the thoughts in our head, we actually learn to stop breathing. Or sometimes we learn how to kind of compensate for our breath through different um, as some experts would say, some disordered breathing. So breathing uh, shallow breaths high up in our chest. Paradoxical breathing where we're, we are reversing our inhales and our, our exhales where they're happening in our body. Okay, as I mentioned, breath holding, mouth breathing, all types of variation of breathing that sometimes have us feeling tense and sore and tired or anxious feeling um, or having indigestion and other nervous system issues. And then we breathe. And often when we just breathe and we just feel our breath, we start to feel better. So if you're thinking meditation, why bother? I'm gonna say do it for your breath and just start with that. So the short answer as well to the question, will yoga and meditation change my life? is again that if all you do is learn how 
to breathe or to perhaps even stop a little bit of the breath holding, yes, it can change the moment that you're in. It could change the rest of your morning or the rest of your day. And this, again, is why I meditate. So last week we talked about meditation and I had you doing something that some of you, I had emails about this, <laughs> which was wonderful, asking about eating the frog. So what did I mean about meditating and eating the frog? And it is interesting because I have been meditating, and let's just say there has been a frog involved in the last couple of weeks in my meditation, it has been close by, so it is kind of funny. I think that's probably why it popped into my head, the concept of eating the frog, which is a phrase by a productivity expert or guru named Brian Tracy. And he talks about or use the term eating the frog to mean do the toughest stuff first. And this is why I am suggesting that again for the meditation this week that we do a silent meditation again around 20 minutes and this is not easy from a mind perspective. But what I do want to suggest is that from a habit perspective a silent meditation is actually a very uh, easy meditation to do. You don't have to grab your phone and search for an app. You don't have to decide what um, meditation to follow. You just sit. Now, I am suggesting that you set a timer, though I do have to say that. That allows you to relax in your meditation. But a silent meditation is very portable. It can happen anytime. It just goes with you as you travel. It goes with you throughout your day. So from a habit perspective, it can be a little bit easier. So I'd like you to think about it from that perspective. The other thing though, though, that I do want to note around a silent meditation is that it may not be for you though right now. And this is going to be part of this, of the Habit Thrive podcast in general, sharing different wellness techniques, different techniques around yoga and meditation, habits in, in general, so that you can pick and choose. It's gonna be a smorgasbord of different techniques and tools. Because if your mind is really, really busy, or let's say you're going through a time right now that is very difficult, and that sitting in a silent meditation is just way beyond, let's say, your capacity right now, then I'm suggesting walking out in nature, doing something where there is movement involved can be more helpful. And that when we're feeling really anxious or very upset, trying to sit quietly in a silent meditation, again, maybe way too much. And so we honor that. And again, another movement, another meditation, another technique, even if from a tapping perspective, from a talking perspective. And that is the power in our wellness. When we have a toolbox of different techniques and different tools that we can draw on in those situations where we think, I need a bit of quiet, or I need a distraction, or I need some movement, or I need to chat with somebody. So that is all part of the power that we have within our ability to heal, our ability to understand what we need. So if you are heading into a silent meditation this week though, because it could be this week or it could be 
down the line. I'd like you to notice during and after this meditation. So just again, noticing what's going on because every meditation and every journey, in fact, we have these phases. So even within 20 minutes, you may do, be doing a, a 20 minute meditation. So you might be following me as well because I'm gonna be doing another silent meditation where I'm holding space for you. So you can go to my YouTube channel or to my uh, Women's Wellness Facebook page. I won't be saying anything again. You can just click on it and just know that I'm holding space for you and we're holding space for um, everyone together who's doing this. And during that silent meditation, this may happen. It doesn't happen for every single person, but you may find that the beginning is a little bit more challenging because you're just kind of settling in and you're trying to get comfortable and you might be straightening your legs and bending them and and doing a few stretches, a little bit, some yoga postures, you're getting settled in. And then you may be able to go through, let's say a good part of that meditation until about the last few minutes. And then your mind again is, is thinking, is it going to be over soon? And this is actually why I am suggesting that you set a 20 minute timer, even if you're following me in the silent meditation, so that your mind can relax and knowing that the timer will go off. And that's especially if you have something else coming up or you're just, you're just wondering. And so you may though, just sit into that meditation and then just all of a sudden when the timer goes off, you're just, wow, like that was 20 minutes. That would be amazing if that happens. I'm gonna say that right now because that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I'm gonna say more often that we go through little stages of feeling uncomfortable, feeling a bit agitated, feeling a bit bothered. And if you think about what we talked about in this um, episode where that, again, is an opportunity to practice being with this bother or being with the state of being uncomfortable, that it is practice for life. It is practice for things as they come up. And then, so that's in the moment of your meditation or in the 20 minutes of your meditation. And then as you move through your day, it actually becomes important to think back to your meditation because if you want motivation and inspiration to continue with your meditation because you're really interested in what the potential is for you and your relationship with meditation, Notice during the day a few things. So if anything happens, let's say in a discussion with a friend, a family member, or um, even somebody you don't know in a store, you're on the phone with the, with the phone company and, and something is, is said that normally you would react to, like you may tighten up or you may just you know, get your back up or if it is with a family member, perhaps maybe sometimes you, you would want to react quite quickly. Just notice though if you are less reactive, that maybe there is a space, there is a breath, there is a pause. And then in that moment you think, oh, I just did that because of my meditation. I just took that pause. I didn't react, I actually responded. And perhaps that was because of my meditation. That you notice this, this space and these pauses during the day. It could be that you step outside. You might go into your, into your vehicle and sit and you notice that you just sit in the seat. That you sink down in the seat, that you notice your breath, that you pause just naturally and you're very present in that moment. So that can actually happen in your vehicle as much as it could happen when you step outside into nature. And that's the beauty, again, of the present moment and meditation. And in that moment when you think, wow, I was really present there, think back to your meditation. 
And so we have all these opportunities as we move through the day to see how our meditation has moved off of the mat. You may have thoughts going through your head and then you recognize them and you think, wow, why are those thoughts going on and on and on? I'm going to bring my attention to my breath. I'm going to close the book, (laughs) the story, right? I'm going to stop the story. I'm going to hit pause on that story or I'm going to turn the page or I'm going to move to the next chapter, whatever works for you. But you have that practice from your meditation. And then you make the connection between your ability to manage those thoughts in the moment, to manage your response in that moment, and you bring it back to your meditation. Now you will learn definitely some of these skills through guided meditation, through mantra meditations, through other meditations, and we'll keep talking about that. But as we start with our silent meditation, again, which I think is a bit more challenging, (laughs) just notice. It will be your inspiration and your motivation to continue. So on that note, until next time, keep being you. Nobody else does you better than you. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.